this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach. I'm Josh Timq. I'm Chad Campbell. Welcome to uh, the Talking Sith Pod, Chad. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited. So, real quick trivia question for you to start it off. Um, okay. We're going to tre- test your Star Wars knowledge here. Okay. Uh, are you pretty good with, like, in-universe lore and uh, statistics and cost analysis? Uh, probably not, but let's, let's try it anyway. Ooh. Okay. So I'll try this. Uh, well, the first one, uh, you probably don't know how much the death star really costs, but, um, <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Well, I'll try, this is an easier one. Give me your best guess. Tim Q, you can guess, uh, as well if you want to, if Chad can't get it here right off the top of his head, how much did Darth Vader's suit cost him? Oh, geez. I, I don't know. Is this is this actual lore? Has this been revealed? Yes, sure it, it is canon. Like it is okay. canon. Okay, can, good. It, it's in the movie. You can see it. Oh, it. it oh, I, I have no idea. Then, Tim Q, any guesses? Well, it depends on what the exchange rate is. So, is one credit worth one dollar? Is that what we're assuming? No, no. So, what U.S. dollars? What, what are my no. units then? You want me to just tell you? Go ahead. Uh, two arms or two legs and an arm. Two legs and an arm. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> you got me. You got me. That was great. Two yeah. arms and a leg. Okay. It's definitely canon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see it right there. Uh, Don't underestimate my belly. <laughs> Don't try it, Anakin. Uh, today is Saturday, August 24th, and there are 117 days left until Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, but that is not our biggest news today. Our biggest news comes from D23, where there was a little announcement made. Anybody uh, familiar with that uh, that announcement? Yeah. Um, which one are we talking about, though? We had a couple little things mentioned here and there. Well, the first one I'll start us off with is uh, I have a little clip here to play for you guys. Here we go. I can't hear it at all, but I'm sure it's great. Oh, you can't hear it? <laughs> no. I can't either. I didn't no. I didn't hear the intro either. Okay, hold on. You didn't hear the that's, intro? That's why, yeah, that's why I wasn't dancing. Usually okay. I dance. I'll share the whole thing here. Share basic screen and sound. There it is. Believing we do have one more announcement. After secrets and fibs and not being able to talk about it, I am thrilled to bring out a beloved member of the Star Wars family. Music swells.
Kathleen. Kathleen, can you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, can you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. I think they messed up. Out and say it. He really, really needed to take the stage and say, "Hello there." Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that was definitely one of my first thoughts. Huge missed um, opportunity there. Yeah. I will say, Ewan McGregor is just—he's fucking hot, man, dude. That guy. Can oh man. Wrong. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, love that guy. He's an attractive, one attractive human being. Absolutely. He's a specimen. Yeah. So, Tim Q, your thoughts on, uh, well, he came out and said that uh, he had known about it for four years now, and he's finally now able to say, like, yeah, we're doing it, instead of, you know, people hitting him up. And he said it almost looked like he was looking for work. But uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, he always had to leave it vague. Like, yeah, "Yeah, I'd be willing to if they asked me or, you know, just kind of. Yeah, if they called me, uh, you know, it'd be nice. But, uh, you know, here now we find out that he's he's had it under his hat for the last four years and the scripts are already done and they're going to start shooting next year. What, do, what are your thoughts on uh, on it being a – what are your guys' thoughts on it being a television show instead of a movie? So I am mixed on that personally. And I just think Ewan McGregor – is such a good actor that I, I don't want to say he's going to be wasted on a TV show because for example, he was in Fargo and he was fantastic in Fargo. Yep. Did an awesome job. Got some awards for that. Yes. Yes, he did. But most TV shows are popular at that time, especially dramas. And then they go away. Um, for example, that's a lot of TV shows in general. Star Wars TV shows are no different. For example, the, flash animated clone wars we don't besides like super fans we don't really know that exists anymore uh the droid show the ewok show and these are all animated like nothing so we don't necessarily kenobi could be completely different from that but i feel like the movies solo solo would have been a great half hour even hour long tv series because there's so much you can do with that and it's it's inconsequential like Solo, you can go do this one week, do this the next week, and I'd still watch it and enjoy it and not take it as serious as a movie, which I think was its problem. And mm-hmm. then Kenobi, though, when this was originally discussed, um, Collider had done, I think it was Collider had done an interview with him like a few years ago about this. And that's when we first pretty much knew that this was going to happen at some point. This yeah, thing. It, was, and it, was, it was like two years ago that uh, Variety came out and said that Stephen Daldry uh, had been attached as a director to the project. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be like, it, it sounded like it was going to be a movie series. Mm-hmm. And then Solo comes out and it doesn't tank, but it doesn't really get any money for them, any huge profit. And as a result now, I think everything that was going to be a movie is now going to be a TV series. And I just have mixed feelings on that. Hmm. What are your th- What are your feelings, Tim Q? Yeah, yeah. To a point, I agree. But I wonder if shows like 
um, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones are kind of changing the game a little bit. You can go bigger with TV series now, it seems to me. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's my train of thought like at first when i heard oh man there's gonna be an obi-wan kenobi movie that takes place between three and four i was all about it like yeah give me an obi-wan kenobi movie but then it got scrapped but as soon as it got scrapped uh like a month later sites like Fanthatrax and making star wars started reporting that uh it they might be retooling it for disney plus because around that time like you said chad solo did have a poor box office uh return not not really that it was overall like it had a bad take, but mostly because it cost twice as much as it originally was going to because they essentially made the movie twice and only right. released one version. Um, and then add on to that that they hardly marketed the thing. Uh, the only publicity it got was a bad publicity that it lost two directors and they were starting over from scratch, basically. Yep. Uh, so at the, at the same time that's going on, then we hear that uh, Disney is moving forward and they're going to put out Disney Plus, and I think they just used it as an opportunity to retool it at that point. Um, it's kind of just like a perfect perfect time for this to happen. Um, personally, like I, like Tim Q said, like if you look at stuff like Game of Thrones now, I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan, Chad. I've only watched the first two seasons. I intend to watch it someday, but I got so behind that it just became, I'm going to wait till it's done. Well, it's done. So you're all, you're, yeah, you're I, all I know. now I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Breaking Bad? Are you oh yeah. Of- I've watched all of Breaking Bad and I've watched all of Sopranos and stuff like that. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Um, I had a train of thought and now I just lost it. So let me, uh, let me think for a second of what exactly my argument was going to be. And uh, then I'll, then I'll say it. And well, my, my, my thought process is, okay, if you have a movie, like I understand that there is uh and, and I've even said this on the podcast before with, you know, with uh, talking with Casey about this, that uh, yes, there is a certain allure and there is a certain magic to like the, the big silver screen opening. And there's still, it's still like a cultural touch point for us to be like episode nine this year. It's a very much a big deal that mm-hmm. we're all going to get to get, you know, I a bunch of people are going to get together um, some friends and fans of the podcast and all us podcasters, Chad, I hope you're going to be there. We're going to go when we go and see episode nine. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And it, it's, it's a big deal. It's a, uh, it's, it's an event. And Star Wars has always been an event, and that's partially how they failed with Solo. I think they could ju- thought they could just throw a Star Wars movie out there and it could make billions. But it's an event. Um, but I think that uh, with something like Kenobi, where he's almost landlocked on Tatooine, and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be much more of an introspective and much more character driven personal tale, or at least I would think it is. Um, and even like to your point, like if it's centering on one character, like I think it, like with solo, you said you think solo would have done well to be a television series where they could have, you know, taken, it doesn't need to have a storyline like, you know, a to B to C, but you can, the storyline is solo and you can have a bunch of little ABCs in between and you just follow this one character, just like Breaking Bad follows Walter White. Um, there's like the 
the overarching thing that's going on in the background, but it's basically a character study on how a good guy goes bad. Right. So I remembered my argument. I'm going to give it to you. Um, uh, you guys are Marvel fans. Yes. No. Yep. Just got done watching, uh, probably like 20 minutes ago. I watched uh, Avengers Endgame with my parents for the first okay. time and okay. my mom wept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I would consider myself a, a fairly big Marvel fan. Like I saw all of the movies in theaters on their opening days, respectively. That said, Marvel has had like five TV shows with seven more coming out. And how many of those have you watched? Hmm. I think I've watched one episode of Daredevil, one episode of Jessica Jones. And that's probably, I think I watched 15 minutes of Punisher. Yeah. And so I'm kind of in that same boat. And what I worry about is that we're making something so good that's only really going to be seen by the people who would watch it no matter what it was. It could be a piece of shit sitting there with a lightsaber in its hand and we'd watch it. <laughs> and that's what I really worry about is that uh, it, it's basically we're taking all the weight away from it, all the broad appeal, and we're making it this niche thing that will be watched by Star Wars fans. But we'll also have two other Star Wars shows going on. And eventually we're going to get oversaturated. And like my dad's not going to necessarily sit down and watch a Kenobi TV show, hmm. but he would have watched a Kenobi movie. Hmm. That's my whole argument is we're limiting our, the market. We're limiting the appeal with it. You're limiting the, exp- I, I mean, on the same hand, there are people like Brian, uh, uh, Darth Shidious, Count Dookie, a uh, friend of the podcast. It was on last episode. Uh, like he said, he was like, Hey, if uh, he still hasn't seen solo and he's like, you know what? It just didn't seem like an event to me when it comes out on, uh, you know, when, when it come out, it's been on Netflix and he's just like, right lazy now but he's like you know i plan on watching it on netflix now he's actually been waiting to watch it with me but uh he's like you know honestly he told me today we're at uh uh, his nephew's birthday party he said look if uh, if kenobi had been a movie i probably wouldn't see it until it came out on i probably wouldn't go watch it until it came out on uh, like netflix or disney plus or whatever Mm -hmm. but since it's a tv show i can i can take it in and absorb it at my own rate and I just think it makes for better storytelling. I mean, yes, we might be, you could make an argument that we're limiting the exposure of who is going to get it, but I almost don't, I almost don't think so. I mean, look at how popular it can be. Not that, and I think that's why people always want to compare Marvel and Star Wars, but really they're apples and oranges. Uh, I mean, look at just uh, all the Netflix originals. This is why Disney is moving forward and making Disney Plus because Netflix is making buku bucks man over there with all their originals and this is what disney wants to replicate yeah and i i respect that i just feel like just like there's so many netflix originals i don't i watched house of cards i watched orange is the new black and then they kept and i watched bojack horseman but now there's like 50 bojack horsemans and there's 50 house of cards on Netflix and nobody watches all of the Netflix originals anymore. And I feel unless you're just really into that kind of thing. And I worry that's what star Wars shows will fall into. Well, maybe that's all right. Maybe if we have uh, cause they're not really losing money on that, but they have the money is there. Um, 
if you have the opportunity now, we have the opportunity to have the Cassian Andor series. We have the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Maybe they reboot. There's been talks of them rebooting Solo. And instead of getting a Solo sequel like we were supposed to get, we might get a Solo television show like you were saying. I might not watch the Cassian Andor series, but I'm going to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm going to watch Solo. You know, and it's still there for people to enjoy. And there's just more Star Wars to go around. And if you like that part of Star Wars, you know, you can enjoy it. If you don't, then you don't. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm okay with that. I just, for me, Star Wars has always been big and we're taking something that's big and something that would have been big and we're making it equal to the Clone Wars TV show, which is fine. Like, I mean, it's okay, but I never watched it and I never watched Rebels and I never watched the, uh, whatever the new one is. Resistance. Um, yeah. Resistance. I haven't watched any of that. And I've heard yeah, it's good. Got some homework. I've Watch seen it. I've heard, all of Clone Wars. <laughs> I've, I've heard it's good. I've heard good things. But for me, I just am not going to probably sit down and watch that show because I mean, the Clone Wars really play an important part, sure. But also, you could have gone the entire movies not seeing one Clone Wars episode, and it's still a fantastic experience. Well, I mean, and it's all like that. I mean, essentially, do we need a Kenobi movie? Do we need a Kenobi series? You can, I mean, it makes perfect sense now without it, but what's it going to give? Like, if you watch the Clone Wars, I guarantee you it, it's, it very much spices up your entire view of the Star Wars saga, especially Anakin's fall to the dark side, especially the, uh, the frailty and the, the faults in the Jedi order at the end of their, of, of their time there. Um, and I think it's some of the best Star Wars storytelling that we have period, um, in a lot of the arcs of the Clone Wars. Um, but can you watch the movies without watching the Clone Wars? Yes. Can we get, go on without, could we have done without a solo? Yeah. Can we do without a Kenobi? Yeah. But I, I, I don't know what, what well, let's, what, what do you want to see out of Kenobi? I want to see a bigger budget which we're not going to get anymore guarantee whatever the budget was, it's at least half that now. I mean, the Mandalorian 10 episodes for $90 million. That's literally one third, the cost of episode seven. I mean, that's just because we don't, it's no longer in this, it's a risk factor now. So we're going to put some money into it, but not like this huge amount because television shows just don't get that budget. Right. Also Ewan McGregor, damn it, does he deserve to be nominated for his performance if it's handled right? And if it was a movie with the right people involved, you could, for something as emotional and character-driven as Kenobi would be, I think that would be a good chance for the Academy to at least have to acknowledge something like that. You would hope, but they'd probably still get the shaft. They probably would, but I can see it ending up, if it's done right, on a lot of critics like top 10 lists. TV shows, sure but we don't take TV shows and their awards as serious. Right. That's true. I think the tides are shifting though. Yeah. I think, I think so. I think they are for, for us, but I'm not sure like in the actual like arts world, Star Wars is still. Yeah. And that's just cause it's a bunch of old, you know, old guys and they'll die soon anyway. And then the tide will really change. So yeah. Yeah. But if, if we had a chance to reach them, a movie about, an old white guy would hopefully reach the old white guys <laughs> over there. And, and that then we could finally have this respect that, that I've been looking for. 
So, so Tim Key, what do you want to see in a, when I say Kenobi television series, what do you want to see? Oh man, I don't know. There's <laughs> how much is there? So we do know that Kenobi has to figure out how to become a force ghost. So there are going to be some character driven elements and introspection going on. Um, because presumably that's, that's a whole process. Um, but I disagree with one thing you said. I don't really know to what extent he's going to end up being landlocked. Um, because when we look at episode four, Luke really doesn't really know a whole lot about Ben. So Ben was pretty hands off um, throughout Luke's upbringing. So maybe he jumps planet a few times. I don't know, depending on what his training involves and any other political goings on, he decides to get involved in. So um, he is in exile, but I don't think that means he has to stay on Tatooine the entire time. So I, I don't know. There's a whole lot they can do with the show. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. I'm going to throw some names out to you guys and you guys either say yes or no, if you, if you want or think that they will be in Kenobi. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Qui-Gon Jinn. Yes, absolutely. He has to be. Bail Organa. Probably. Uh, potentially. Not needed, but they'll throw it in just, you know, to do that. Okay. Uh, Princess Leia. No. no, I hope not. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Mm, probably. So if you got Luke, how about Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Darth Vader. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'd be surprised with that one, but there there could be some interesting conflicts between Obi-Wan and uh, Uncle Owen. Because Owen really doesn't seem to like him. You know, yeah. he just calls him the hermit, stay away from him, you know, don't go anywhere near that guy, he's crazy. So yeah. they obviously have some history there. Well, if right. you if you look at the canon uh canon, the canon comic books, um, they've had a couple run-ins and actually Owen has like threatened and attacked Obi-Wan, telling him to stay away from his fa- quote unquote family. Right. Right. Yeah. Um so some people are bringing up and uh, see I'm kind of torn because I would like it if Obi-Wan stayed on Tatooine in my head canon, he's all, he's just been on Tatooine. Um, but I also wouldn't be opposed to people are pointing out that uh, there could have been another confrontation between Vader and Obi-Wan in the 19 years between Sith and a new hope he says, you know, when I left you, I was but the learner. Uh, now I'm the master, um, the last, you know, and then he says, uh, later to Luke, he goes, uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you did that he could be turned back. Now we never really saw that in revenge of the Sith. He's told like, okay, Anakin's a Sith now. Uh, Oh, only a Sith deals in absolutes, but I'm absolutely going to kill you. Um, <laughs> and he cuts him down and leaves him for dead essentially. So at some point, I think in this series, we need to see, at least we need to see Obi-Wan find out that Anakin is still alive and that Anakin is now Darth Vader. He needs to get that information that he's now more machine than man because he knows that by the time A New Hope rolls around. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we would have to find that out somehow. 
And and in A New Hope, when Vader realizes Obi-Wan is on the Death Star, what does he say? Um, a presence I haven't felt since. since. And he just trails off. Oh. So it, it, is it open? Who knows how long it's been, really? It doesn't need to have been the entire 19 years or however. I would hope it's the entire 19 years, though. Uh, otherwise, that's going to lose a lot of weight. Like, I haven't felt since like, five years ago, yeah. right? <laughs> well, they they don't, yeah, they don't need to interact, but it will be interesting to see Obi-Wan learn that, yeah, Anakin's still alive, and he's this guy hunting down the Jedi. He's right. Vader. Hmm. Well, I'm looking at the timeline photo that they released. There was in the background of that video, um, and it looks like Kenobi is falling about 12 years before A New Hope. Okay, is this... <clears throat> now, Rebels takes place between three and four, correct? Rebels takes place five years before A New Hope. Oh, okay, okay. Because I haven't watched it, but I know Obi-Wan was in that with Darth Maul. Yes. Okay, so that unfortunately won't happen in this. Right. Because I would have loved to see a live-action version of that. Yeah, that, uh, that's somewhat of a missed opportunity. And I think that, I mean, that was probably... Um, Kenobi probably wasn't a for sure thing when they did that because I mean right. about a few years ago and I mean they shoot like they're done with when when season one is out the, you know of an animated series they're already working oh, yeah. on season three or four yep um, no I think that uh, it'd be interesting to see like you guys both said you think Qui-Gon will be in this uh, I think it'll be important for Obi-Wan to uh, learn learn how to commune with Qui-Gon and become more and more in touch with him. And maybe it's Qui-Gon that, like, when he finally gets in touch with Obi-Wan, he's like, Obi-Wan, you didn't keep your promise to me. And Obi-Wan's like, what? what? What do you mean? He's like, I asked you to train the boy. I asked you to take care of him, and you've abandoned him. And Obi-Wan's like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? I didn't abandon him. He, he's, he fell to the dark side. He, he's dead. And Qui-Gon might be like, truth bomb. He's not dead. He's out there right now. Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. If you get, I mean, there's some, there's some great stuff in, in rebels and it would be like in that time period where we see uh, Vader confront his former apprentice. And at that point, like, like I think it makes it even better with Luke. Like his apprentice is almost, you know, he's pretty much like a, like a daughter to him, but he is, they have a confrontation and he is unwilling said like she is not getting through to him whatsoever and i almost think that uh like that's the kind of vader that obi-wan would then confront a vader that is has at this point no remorse and not getting through to him and that would solidify why obi-wan and yoda are both like yeah kill him yeah you can't turn him (laughs) right yeah yeah old ben in episode four really doesn't have very much nice to say about vader it's more machine now than man twisted and evil yeah. Right, it just unredeemable, worthless. Just kill yeah. it. Then once you get to Yoda, he's like, "Yeah, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny." Uh, yeah, there's there's no hope for him. Oh, I I can't confront Darth Vader. You know, I can't fight my father. And Ben's like, "Well, then the Emperor is already won." Like, oh well, pretty cut and dry there. Pretty uh, pretty absolute there, Ben. You're dealing in absolutes again. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow. 
This podcast brought to you by Absolute Vodka. Enjoy responsibly. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the Kenobi? I mean, is there anything else that you guys that you think we need to see on there? I would love... So the original rumor going around was that it was going to be like a six-episode thing, and that's it. Like a limited series-style thing. That is what I'm hoping actually happens. Oh, yeah. I... I worry that they could make this into some like three or four season thing, which then I think that's what I'm really worried about with it. Not being a movie is then they just, it's a hit as a show. So they just bury Kenobi into the ground and just destroy (laughs) that legacy because we're making money. So who cares? Yeah. I I see it really working as a mini series too, because know where the story begins and we know where it ends. Right. And so there's just kind of a finite amount you can do with that. Yeah. And they said they have like all the scripts written already. And that's what it's been rumored that it's a mini series. I don't know. It could be interesting if they just make it a, you know, season after season after season could be like season four. Obi Wan opens up a dry cleaner business <laughs> and yeah, calls his yeah. old friend Dexter Jetster to come and help. I would. I mean, I would still watch it on its fourth season. I'll be honest, but I, I hope Anything that that's not. Gregor, yeah, it's it's required viewing. I kind of like it as a mini series. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like it as a mini series. I think that's what we're gonna get. Um, because it, it seems like you can almost go bigger with a miniseries. If you know there's only going to be six episodes, then each episode will almost be like a movie, I feel like. They're going to put well, more I, attention yeah. into each episode and more money into it. Yeah, I think okay. they literally just oh, – sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Go for it. I think they literally just are taking – because it, it sounded like, based off Ewan's initial things, that it was going to be more than one movie is what the way he made it sound in his original interviews. Um, and I – almost guaranteed they just took what they already had and adapted it for television like maybe fleshed out some parts but i think it's going to be relatively exactly what they had planned already yeah and it could just be it doesn't that's what i like about so when you go to a movie you expect especially a star wars movie you expect a certain pace and over the years the pace i mean even back in 77 like you watch a new hope now and it's not like a really fast paced movie it's pretty right. slow paced but for 77 it was super fast paced like what's george lucas's almost one and only direction that he gave to his actors faster with faster. more intensity yes faster yep. more intense faster more intense and so you expect this from a star wars movie and i think that uh, Kenobi on Tatooine, even if you split it up into three movies, I mean, I don't think it would do it justice to have it be fast and intense like you would expect from a Star Wars movie. On the other hand, if you have an episodic show and it's character driven and you have an hour every week, then it can be, it can have moments where it's fast and intense. It can, it can slow burn, slow build up to things. Um, and I, I mean, personally, I would take six to eight hours of Kenobi over like three to, you know, four hours of Kenobi any day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Oh, well, talking about television shows, did you guys see the, uh, the trailer for the Mandalorian? I did. Yep. I, I would play it. However, there's like literally one line of dialogue pretty much mm-hmm. not really much to uh not really much to listen to i guess i can uh 
I can play it for us. I can screen share. I'll play it for us and we can kind of talk through it. Sure. Heads on spikes. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much all it is. Kirsten, Kirsten was like, those helmets are empty, right? Like probably <laughs> it'd be pretty disturbing if they're not a little bit, a little bit much for star Wars. I think Disney's trying to go like more family oriented, right? Didn't they, didn't they ban um, dismemberments? I, I read that somewhere that they weren't going to oh, allow okay. anybody to lose limbs anymore. No. So there's two Disney plus shows that have already one got canceled already just because the scripts were too dark. One of the producers got fired off High School Musical, the series that they're doing, because they were going to start talking about, like, sex because they're in high school. And they're like, no, that's not happening. So Disney is definitely going to don't to, have sex. Yeah, they're going to stick to the safe side as best as possible. You think so? Oh, that really, that, that makes me sad. I want to see, uh, I want to see a gory Star Wars show. <laughs> Yeah, not yeah. on not on Disney Plus. Oh, well, on. yeah, and 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 the trailer for Mandalorian, like it looks more gritty than other things we've seen on average from Star Wars. So, think, okay, I'll I'll get to it. I'll point out a scene. Like I would almost hope that. Okay, so like you said, we start off the trailer here and we see some helmets, and then we see Just bloody stormtrooper helmets on spikes. Wow, <laughs> Lucasfilm logo. The ship flying over, which is actually a modified arc uh, uh, freighter from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Over some trees, and then he walked onto some dusty planet. Now he's now he's talking to Apollo Creed. Yep. <laughs> flying over <laughs> Mars, another muddy. Oh, now he's in the trees again. There's a twilight winking Random. at him. That always hey Random. there. That's TVMA. Death Troopers, and then we get Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he had a standoff with somebody before that, so just like a Wild West sort of gun There's the ATST, the Raider. We got IG-11 there. And, and another standoff. Now, right here, watch right at the end. Oh, yeah, I, I know this. This guy yeah. in half. Right there, cuts right before that. I think that guy's getting cut in half by that door right there. He <laughs> I I guarantee what we saw though is all you'll see. Oh. Like it will cut. It will cut. Tim Q, how gory would a mo- a Mandalorian movie that I made be? Oh man, you'd you'd see the guy get cut in half. There'd be, you'd, I mean, you, probably like. It would be like an internal uh, being cut in half. Like the door would crush him and essentially cut off all you know, blood flow from the top half to the bottom half, but then the Mandalorian would walk around the outside of the building to interrogate the top half while the door was still keeping him alive. And then when the door opened, he'd fall apart and just die. That's, that's what would happen if Roach was in charge of the thing. Yeah, just keep him alive until <laughs> then just open it up. Did, how, what do you guys think about the end shot here that we see a whole bunch of people frozen in carbonite? One of the last shots. Look at that. That's, like that. that's wild. It's about four. time we see other people frozen in carbonite. You, it's mean, about time, you said? Yeah, absolutely. I, again, if it happened on Clone Wars and Rebels, like, I'm sorry, I did not see that. It did. But, okay, well, there <laughs> well, we go. Just on Clone Wars, though. Just on Clone Wars, not Rebels. Okay. But it's about time that we see it beside someone than Han, because it sounded like that was a regular, for, a regular thing. 
No, it it really wasn't. That was the thing. Like, uh, it's supposed to be basically untested. And the only thing we see him do in Clone Wars is they do it and they test it. And uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin actually use it to, like, uh, sneak into somewhere uh, because they go through, like, bio scanners. Oh, Uh, interesting. But that's then they said, like, Filoni came out and said, like, yeah, it's not like a tested thing they normally do. But obviously Darth Vader, Anakin, knows that it can work. Because he did it years before. Ah, that makes what, sense. What, what normal into those, if not people? Just like frozen pies that they ship across the galaxy? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean... The, the machines are there. They're meant to freeze something. Yeah, carbon free. I mean, maybe just food? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, just frozen pizzas and ship them from one planet to another just something uh, you got to keep cold i guess it would be a good way to ship like you know if you're shipping those big beefy beetle cattle looking things that uh from naboo that you know anakin's riding around on and <laughs> if you got to get it to coruscant and it's going to take a little while to ship it there hey just... yeah throw a tenderloin in the in the carbonite freezer and away it goes so what do you what are you guys expecting from uh from the Mandalorian here? Do you think we're gonna tie it into anything bigger? So weird enough, I honestly still don't know what to expect from this show because they've revealed so little. Yeah. I am I have no idea what the real what the plot is. What I'm actually expecting, and even based off this trailer, visually what they're trying to get at with the grittiness. I'm expecting like Rogue One style series. Um, And I, Disney Plus also said that episodes for a lot of shows will be releasing weekly, not like all at once. I don't know if that will apply with Mandalorian because they know. I've confirmed that that it's going to be a weekly release. For Mandalorian too? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, So I can see it being, I I, I don't know. How many episodes is it? 10? 10, ten that they're doing? I believe 10. Uh, uh, either 8 or 10. Yeah, something like eight, that. Actually, it's actually 8. There, yeah. yeah, there were fewer than 10 on the IMDb page for Pedro Pascal. So, Okay. Yeah, yeah eight, 8 episodes, I believe. And they're each getting like 12 million an episode or something like that. Yeah, I th- they said it was like 90 million for the... the I think they said it was over 100 at last count. Oh, Okay. Like uh, they said, it was it was larger than any Game of Thrones. Um, oh, see, because I I heard I did not I heard the opposite of that. Unless it went over budget, the budget for it was supposed to be ninety when it started. Let's see, but uh, yeah, do you think it's gonna? Yeah, they really haven't given us a lot. But just the fact that they're not giving us a lot, and the fact that they're not naming the Mandalorian. Hmm. What does that make you guys think? Reynolds advanced locations. What is this? Anyway. I, I I think it's gonna be good. <laughs> is that what I think that is? <laughs> it's a nightstick. Why is it <laughs> it's for it's for uh it's for smooth casting my uh 3D prints and stuff. Anyway, the Mandalorian <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my mind took that to a to a different place than a That's, nice stick. That shocks me, Tim Q. <laughs> Tim Q sees a long cylindrical object, and he's well, off I to mean, the I mean, it has, it has, <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that. Tell me, tell me, the handle doesn't look exactly like. 
Like, I mean, it's it's a knob. Yeah. It's yeah yeah. It's got ridges. <laughs> All right. So what were you gonna ask? What what? Yeah, hundred million. <laughs> ten episode. Okay. New York Times report that it's ten episodes will enjoy a hundred million dollar budget. Um. So, which was the rumored cost of Westworld's first season? But the last season of Game of Thrones was definitely more than a hundred million. Uh, more than a hundred. Okay, bringing its total budget up to a hundred and twenty million. That might not be that because it says for its first fifteen episode season beforehand. Let's see. So I don't know if it's referencing that. August twenty third. Unless there's fifteen episodes, in which case, fantastic. I, yeah, I bet it's whatever. This is this is just this is brand new. Okay. Because she was just announced to be part of the cast today. Um, Ming Na. Ming Na Wen, who was uh, Disney's Mulan. She was the voice of Mulan. She's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she used to be part of ER. They just announced today that she's part of this cast. Um, Giancarlo uh, Esposito, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Nick Nolte. <laughs> I saw on IMDb uh, Taika Waititi is going to be in an episode, so it'll be interesting to see. What I he's think doing. I think he's going to be in more than one, as far as I know. He's he's directing at least one, and he is the voice of IG Eleven, is what is being rumored. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yep. It, it it didn't list what he was doing; it just had his name on the IMDb page I looked at. Epic first poster. Where is? Let's see here. Oh, well, let me type when I got the screen like this. Let's see. So, okay, do you think there's something to the reason that they're not giving us a name to the Mandalorian? Yeah, there he is, Taika Waititi, and he's voicing. Potentially. I hope it's not that it's something – I don't know. I just imagine – no, it's it's the new Boba Fett is is the twist. You don't – you wouldn't like that? I, I hope it's not that. How stupid! Like <laughs> I almost think that that's what's going to happen. Oh, I it won't surprise me, but for me, it will it will belittle the show a little bit. Like, why do we have to tie everything in to nostalgia into the canon? Like, you can't create anything original anymore. It has to be something else. Hmm. Yeah, but. I almost think that uh, they're really playing it safe right now. And just with their track, like you said, with their track record. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm with Chad. I'm with Chad. I hope he's a new character. I hope he's a new character too, but I think he's going to be Boba Fett. It would make what, sense. What, what odds would you put on that, Roach? Right now, if you had to. Oh, not. I don't know. 60-40. Uh, and, and you're probably right, but there, there's so many, I mean, Mandalorians have been a thing forever and Mandalorian does not mean Boba Fett, but this show guarantee you will keep it that Mandalorian is, is only Boba Fett. That's the only thing it is. There's no other Mandalorians ever. It's only Boba Fett forever. Well, I mean, we know, okay, with the Clone Wars and Rebels, both, there's a lot of uh, Mandalorian lore in them. You visit Mandalore, you get to know about their their customs and their cultures and how it's changed. There used to be a, uh, 
basically they were like um uh roaming uh type of like empirical system that would go and conquer planets and they would then like those planets now you're mandalorian like you may have used to have been Karelian. now we conquered you you're mandalorian now and so it was like a warrior mentality uh, culture but during the clone wars it became almost like a pacifist culture but there was still death watch and these people that you know still uh adhere to the old ways um and so we see like some of these warriors in death watch and clone wars and it gets carried over into rebels and we meet some Mandalorians and rebels. One of the main characters of rebels, Sabine was a Mandalorian. We met some of her family, found out some of what happened on Mandalore because of the empire. Um, and I, and John Favreau actually got the job as showrunner and got his foot in the door because he voiced one of the Mandalorians in clone wars. That's how he got into like the Mandalorian storytelling and everything. So there, there's a lot more in the lore right now to Mandalorians. So, I mean, that could be something to where maybe it's not going to be Boba Fett, but. Uh... I, I mean, okay. Do we know the traditional ethnicity of Mandalorians? Like, has there been a set thing? No, but well, okay. So if you look at, uh, like a lot of the Mandalorians are basically like blonde haired, blue eyes, but then you have <laughs> others that look almost like they're uh of except like... for Boba though. Well, technically well, I... Google Google Candorus, because he was he was an OG Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was like he's just like a white a Caucasian white guy. Um He's he's from a, a video game chat, if you don't know. Knights of the Old Republic takes place in the the old Republic era, and there's a Mandalorian character. Oh, okay, Lordo. interesting. This guy right here, yeah, he's just a white dude. Okay, well, my whole thing for that is if everyone else has been white, well, like Diego 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 Diego. is not, and the child that played the young Boba Fett was not, then maybe it, this is going to be Boba Fett. Yeah. I, so technically, Boba Fett isn't isn't even a Mandalorian, according to George Lucas. Okay. According to Filoni in the Clone Wars, um, and according to a character in the Clone Wars, uh, he they said they at least they don't recognize him as a Mandalorian. They say he's no Mandalorian. He just took the armor. All right. Interesting. Uh, so you see here is Sabine Wren and her mother, and there's some other characters that almost look somewhat like Asian. Okay. But that's like the whole thing. It's almost like Rome. When you were Roman, like they went and conquered a bunch of different, you know, countries essentially and ethnicities. Right. And it's basically the same as Mandalorian. Like it's some of them are blonde haired, blue eyed, light skinned. Some of them are uh, dark skinned and, you know. Right. Are they all human even? They are all human that I've seen. Yeah, but from what you're describing, it sounds like there's the possibility of having non-human Mandalorians. Right. Trying to think. I think the largest Mandalorians, Clone Wars. So, I mean, there's always a possibility that 
I don't know. There's, there's, I'm just laying that out there. There's a, there's a, there's a good possibility that it could be Boba Fett. There's a, but I mean, at the same hand, there's a good possibility. They've done a lot of um, world building and uh, lore with the Mandalorians. Yeah. Here's John Favreau right here. That's his character from the clone wars. Yeah. Well, the Mandalorian may well be Boba Fett. I just hope it's not, he's not. I, I agree. I would prefer it to not be. Be a little disappointing for me. Another like lack of originality. Another callback. Yes. Everything has to be a callback. So do you guys believe that Boba Fett's dead then? I, I see no reason for him to still be alive. Let me just say that. Mm. Like, it, I, yeah. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah. Go ahead. Extrapolate. He, if he is still alive, hopefully they kill him off in this show so that we don't run into the problem of, oh, well, then why didn't you put him in seven, eight, or nine? Because we literally bring back any person that was still breathing that was in a Star Wars before <laughs> has been in seven, eight, nine. But we didn't include one of the most popular characters. There's, they're going to have to explain that somehow. Hmm. Well, he'd be old, for one. Yeah, but he's obviously still still working. He's older than he's older than Solo and Lando and Right. You know, yeah, he's got that's a good true. 12, that's true. 12 15 years. How old would he be by this point? Well, no. if he's 10 If he's 10 uh, in episode 2, he'd be in his 70s at least. Right, but how old would he be during this show? How, oh, during take, this show? Does it take place 5 years after Return of the Jedi, did they say? Right around in his 40s. He'd be in his like forties. Okay. See, and I feel I I don't know. Which puts him at about the right age for we talked about this on the show before, I believe. We calculated what his age would be and we figured it would uh Pedro Pascal is um right about there. Yeah, I will say uh Pedro Pascal is a Chilean American actor born in Chile. Um everyone else who's played him before was from New Zealand. So tomorrow and yeah, uh, i don't know if they want to then suddenly make it seem like those people before were also maybe of a he ever takes the helmet off yeah maybe maybe i yeah yeah potentially i i just see them potentially running into an issue with that with something like that if they try to make him oh. well they already uh came out and said that uh old white dude at the end of return of the jedi is a clone trooper Oh, okay. And it's essentially the same thing. I mean, it should have been Tamira Morrison, Jango Fett, Boba Fett, what, what you know, what have you. Uh, <laughs> let me try and find him. Uh, oh, uh, I met that old white dude that played uh, played him in that movie. He wait, was what? A, I met the old white dude that's played Boba that played Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi. Like, actually, the actor. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Jeremy Bullock. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's cool. I'm talking here. Let me do with the screen share thing again. Um, okay. So captain Rex was one of the clone trooper captains from uh, the clone wars and then rebels. So here's a picture. That's him in the clone wars. Uh-huh. Okay. And then there's him in rebels. And then this is from. <laughs> So originally it was it was an extra, right? Just some old dude with a beard, and then they're now trying they're, to now they're calling themselves, aren't they? Yes, Rex confirmed in Return of the Jedi at Star Wars Celebration twenty 
2017. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you already pointed out, Chad, everybody, if, if they're still around, they got to be in all the subsequent movies. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is, oh, man. It's a small <laughs> world, after all. There's no reason for it, but. You know, uh, when George wrote it, he was like, that guy over there, yeah, he's Rex. Doesn't matter now, but it will later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just that's, like that is that is one thing I do love about Star Wars is every single extra, every person on screen, they're all on Wikipedia. They all have um, backstories. They all have names. It's just, it's a really rich universe. I know. And you know what? The truth is, I don't give a shit about 8% of them. <laughs> But we still uh, like to bring them, bring them eight, in, and make it important. Eight percent—that's not bad. So you give a, you give no, no, eight, eight, eight percent. of those characters, harsh, harsh. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. I guess, I, know, yeah. I guess, I like, I like the, I like when they connect things to a point. I like when, uh. Maybe it's from uh, being around my mom's soap opera so much when I was little. I like everything being connected and everyone's related. And <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is also very incestual. Is that what you're getting at here? Oh man. Okay. So back when Episode Seven, well, you have the Luke and Leia kiss. Yeah, back when Episode yep. Seven was coming out, right? Uh, maybe I can't believe. Remember if it was Episode Seven or Episode Eight? I think it was Episode Seven, and there was like rumors swirling that Kylo was uh, like, "Who is Kylo? Who are Kylo's parents? Is Han his father? Is Leia his mother? Is Luke his father?" And um, people started talking. You know, Joseph Campbell and uh, the hero with many faces, and I was like, and then they started talking about Arthurian legend and how a lot of Star Wars is like uh, based also off of uh, like king arthur and they were talking about how ray now has anakin's lightsaber it's almost like an excalibur luke is like a king arthur like character and i was like wait a minute how familiar are you guys with uh the legend of king arthur not very i mean are you familiar with who mordred is i mean like his nephew or something it's his son with his sister (laughs) <laughs> so that is so i was right <laughs> yeah they didn't know they like he didn't know it was his sister at the time and ended up sleeping with his sister but his i think his sister knew but she was messed up but uh so that wow. he has this son and his and the son their son mordred grows up and he's the one that like challenges uh arthur and overthrows him so my theory was what if kylo is luke and leia's Oh shit! Like, <laughs> but once again, like you pointed out earlier, Chad Disney, and you know, yeah, no, yeah. So here's my theory: is what we're gonna find out with with characters being you know related and always coming back is that uh, it turns out that Finn's grandpa is Mace Windu, <laughs> and Lando is his dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, and you know that one other black, that black uh, guard in the back that looks like uh, Morgan Freeman in the background of Jabba's palace. Yeah, cousin. Yeah, yep. everyone's related here in this system. 
Right, because the one big criticism of Star Wars is there aren't enough uh, black characters. So you know, once you introduce a few, of course, they're all the same family. Yeah, right. That would that would make <laughs> that make it so much better, so much yeah. better. <laughs> oh. I love the idea of that that's just so horrible. So also today, um, the uh, the Rise of Skywalker got a uh, a sizzle reel and a poster reveal. So, can you guys see the poster here on my screen? Yes. Yes. So, here we have, it's almost like a backdrop of stars. We have this blue flame mist looking stuff, right? Yep. And some wreckage. And, of course, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And we have Rey and Kylo battling it out on top of this wreckage. Meanwhile, in the background, looms... Probably a Palpatine, I would say. Oh, yeah. I, I think so, yeah. So, what do, you guys, what do you guys make of that? Thoughts? So, Kylo's got the helmet on. I did notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it looks like... Right now. Yeah, it looks like uh, Kylo and Rey are dueling each other. I was, I was wondering what they're standing on. I don't, I don't know if that's anything special, but... I think it I couldn't looks figure it out. Falcon, but it's I it isn't the Falcon as far as I know. It yeah, it looks like it could be part of the Falcon. But I mean the Falcon's definitely going out in this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> down, it's destroyed. Yeah. Lando and Chewie are gonna just basically suicide it at the end is the plan. Oh man. What if that's how Palpatine gets taken out? Just oh shit. Yeah. Chewie kamikazes right into him. Yeah, basically, this whole time, Palpatine's been building yet another Death Star. <laughs> the only way to kill this one is just to kamikaze yourself for it. Oh, man. Yeah, yes. It'll still blow up, though. <laughs> you know. we've, uh, we've dissected the plans of this Death Star, and we found out that there's no, uh, you know, just like very accurate thing. You just have to fly really fast at it with a Wookiee. Well, I mean... The, the reactor core of the second Death Star wasn't powerful enough to take out Palpatine, evidently. So, you know, what's the only thing in the universe that could potentially kill him? The Falcon. Yes. Yep. And the extra kick of Coaxium that it's still got in its, in its veins. Um, let's see here. So, also, we got a sizzle reel today for uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. However, the sizzle reel will not be... Uh, revealed to us until monday but we do have we do have a description of it here um it says the footage begins with a sort of nostalgic sizzle reel featuring iconic shots of luke skywalker obi-wan kenobi and princess leia from a new hope it cycles through some big moments from the rest of the trilogy including the final shot of empire strikes back Yoda lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp, Lando Calrissian, and even some prequel shots make it in, like Darth Maul igniting his double-bladed lightsaber. What do you guys take from that? Anything special? Or just showing us where we've been? I mean, yeah, it's just... I don't know if there's anything to read into there. I thought it was interesting that they're showing Darth Maul there. Just kind of... Well, that it sounds like that kind of they're playing into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after a montage of some footage from The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, there's a new shot of the new trilogy heroes overlooking the desert civilization that was glimpsed in the teaser trailer and the Vanity Fair photo shoot. One shot has Rey throwing her lightsaber and then pulling it back to her with the Force. 
almost like a, a Thor-like thing. Um, an intimidating shadow would appear to be dozens of Star Destroyers in space is truly awesome. C-3PO appears with red eyes for some reason. <laughs> the Rebel fleet exits hyperspace. Red laser blasts uh, towards the surface of the planet. And finally, Ray and Kylo are seen fighting on the wreckage of the Death Star, water crashing around them. Uh, but the money shot came at the end with Ray wearing a dark side style hooded cloak, igniting a red double sided lightsaber. But this one is different from Darth Maul's in that the middle handle somehow folds in and transitions from being a single blade to a double blade mode. The Emperor could be heard saying, Your journey nears its end. No oh, shit. That's my reaction. So, so 3PO turns to the dark side and his eyes are red now. Ideally, yeah. He sh- it, it turns out the whole time he had laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin had modified him like, yeah. you know, some 70 years ago. He wasn't just an actual... There's like a secret uh, kick-ass mode and it gets flipped and... That would be fantastic. Unleashes hell on, on the First Order. Or it's just J.J. Abrams fucking around again, like with the red arm shit that he pulled. So oh, he just he has... probably didn't recognize me because my eyes are red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll leave it to J.J. to throw some crap in like that. Just random... I mean, there's a lot... There's been a lot of... like. Have you seen the poster? We talked about the poster that was leaked oh, ages ago that oh, had... Yeah. 3PO with the band oiler and Ray's staff and the bowcaster. Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was awesome. And then and then we hear that uh, there's some rumors out there that for some reason they're going to have to download 3PO's memory into R2, like back him up in order to load some other kind of program up into him. So I don't know. Maybe they're putting HK47 up in there. That would be amazing. <laughs> Could be. Suddenly it's just Could like, be. all right, meat bags. <laughs> I feel like they've said something at Celebration about how C-3PO does more action in this one. Or didn't they say, did, they am say I just making that up? No, yeah. Uh, they said like 3PO has much more to do in this one than he's had to do in most of the other films. Yeah. So I guarantee, yeah, those those laser eyes have something to do with it. Yeah, 3PO unleashed. People are finally going to take him seriously. 3PO is the Skywalker that's rising. I've been saying it for a while. He is a Skywalker. (laughs) This is so true. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Oh, my God. Firstborn of Anakin Skywalker. He's finally coming into his family. Like, he's going to earn the family name. That's awesome. What I said after after I heard hearing about that montage was, like, what I hope this movie is is just – so there's a movie called Godzilla Final Wars. And it was the last Godzilla movie they made. And it's just a giant piece of shit, but it's awesome shit where it's like every monster ever just comes in and they just duke it out. And that's what I hope this, I hope this movie is just a smorgasbord <laughs> cool ideas randomly connected by like nostalgic throwbacks. <laughs> that's ideally, that would be the best movie. He's got to wrap up the whole saga. Yep. Yeah. So it's just throw him in there. Uh, Darth Maul randomly comes out and C three PO just takes him down. You know, uh, C three PO hunts down those stormtroop, the kin of those stormtroopers who blasted him on Cloud City. And just yep. 
I said Chewbacca and Lando team up to blow up all 20 Death Stars that turns out are really just force holograms created by Palpatine, who himself is really just a force ghost. Uh, we find out about, uh, you know, Finn's grandpa and dad. Um, Poe po literally just shoots every bad guy ever with BB-8's help in this little cute montage. Ray is the ultimate force master just instantly, and she creates anything with her mind like right away. So she, all that stuff that she has that seems new and cool, that's just because she made it right then. But she's hungry, so she's like, I want a pastry. Yeah, Kylo Ren was never real. She just got bored. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the idea. Okay, have you, have you guys heard the, the crazy off the wall? Now, we know that they said that like the end of this movie is going to melt your mind. It was several months ago that there was a really crazy off the wall theory about Kylo Ren and Rey, okay? Okay. That they there's going to be a huge climactic battle at the end, and they're going to be fighting. And uh, it would even make sense to have Palpatine there, and he's trying to like lure both of them to the dark side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to take control of them. But they said that after after it it all ends, like say Ray wins, okay? So Ray defeats Kylo, and suddenly they're in like matrix loading mode or like harry potter at the train station whatever you know after he is like in between life and death okay and all of a sudden they're standing there and um like obi-wan kenobi or yoda or something is there and this whole thing has been that it's just like a hallucination like a test of the force to get anakin into the netherworld to see if he's worthy and Ray is his light side and Kylo is his dark side. And they've been duking it out to try and see what's going to win Anakin's light side or Anakin's dark side. So Ray and Kylo are both Anakin, just proxies for Anakin. Interesting. I hope it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. How disappointed would you yeah. be? Oh, I'd be just every, I'd, be, I'd be pissed. All, all the other characters were just red herrings. The whole thing was just some kind of yeah. Um, they're just uh, all simulation. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Luke Skywalker actually went and started a huge Jedi Academy, and you know he's just like he's got a much he's got a much tamer beard. Abrams could do that. Like, if anyone was going to do it, he'd do it. <laughs> ran to a point like the cloverfield movies with cloverfield paradox he like ran to a point where he couldn't answer how these are all connected anymore so it turns out they're just all alternate universes and that's exactly the kind of shit he could pull here if he doesn't know what to do they have opened up that can of worms of uh like time travel kind of alternate universe stuff in star wars already yep star wars rebels with the world between worlds are you guys familiar with this no Oh man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's epic. It's epic stuff and I actually like time travel stuff. I like if it's done well, I think it's it's pretty good. Like I think Avengers did it pretty well. Um yeah. So essentially there's this place you can go into in the force and you can walk along. It's almost like you're floating in space. You can walk along these different uh pathways and along these pathways you can see almost like portals. And in these portals, you can view um, like different happening, like almost conjure like different happenings and like important parts in your life or just important parts of the galaxy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is actually uh, like 
how um, an important character you think that they've been dead for a few seasons, but you see what like they're about to get struck down, and Ezra, the main character, reaches in through this portal and pulls them out. And so the enemy they're fighting just like it's a swing and a miss. Interesting. So, uh, but then later he's he's viewing another person who sacrificed themselves to save them all, and he's tempted like, oh, can I just reach in and pull them out? But then uh, one of the other characters is like, no, if you do that, you're dead. Like, he sacrificed himself in that moment to save you. So if you pull him out then, he doesn't save right, you. Right, it'll screw it up. Yeah. But this plane, it's like there's this flat plane and you can go to all these different areas and you can view all these different happenings, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the funny thing is, like, the person that he pulled out, he pulls out, saves him, but then he later puts him back. And in the episode a few seasons prior... It doesn't make any sense because you see him like about to die basically in this lightsaber battle. Then it cuts away to some other characters. It goes back and you see the same character like walking down these steps like further into this temple. And you're like, how does that make any sense? But then fast forward like three seasons and it's like, oh, because they left and then they came back. So it's kind of like lost. Whatever happened, happened. It always happens. If you go back in time and you do something, you always went back in time and you did something. Right. Um, however, there are these other like, uh, paths that lead that aren't on the flat plane. They like bow downwards or upwards or around. And I think those are supposed to be representative of if you change things or like, you know, pivot points, important parts. Um, there's people saying that this was pushed and this was right around the time that episode nine was being developed that they might, and Palpatine had a major part to play in this, that he was trying to get gain access to this place to be able to change things, to be able to take, be able to uh, corrupt the future in the past. You guys see anything like that happening in episode nine? You think that's no, not. coming back? <laughs> no, I no. don't think so. It's too, that's, I don't think Disney would allow you to go that deep with something as fragile to them as this. Hmm. I mean, that's I mean, almost what they did with Avengers. I Well, I agree. But Avengers set itself up over 22 films for this. And Avengers is already like, uh, it's a good franchise, but it's a fairly fun franchise. People don't take it as serious as something like Star Wars. I think, I, I just don't think they would try to do something quite like that we talked about the uh the sith fleet and we talked about the sith stardust uh, star destroyers a couple weeks ago and how they have uh, red orbs in the middle and there's uh people saying that they're almost like miniature death stars interesting um and then uh, we need more death stars it's been it's been rumored that uh they they shoot a red laser beam into a planet and it's not like it's it's shoot it's like one and done but it like slowly disrupts the planet and starts like breaking it down um and it causes the whole planet to turn red and if you recall in the trailer there is a a shot when uh when kylo pretty much like clotheslines that guy from the first trailer and takes him down the whole planet is red at that point so this could be uh and it's also talking about red laser blast towards the surface of a planet here in the sizzle reel. I don't know. I don't know. Things are starting to line up, guys. Um, 
But what I really want to hear about is your guys' opinions on Ray here at the end with a double-bladed red lightsaber and a Sith rope. We So, ideally, it turns out that all our fan theories are wrong and she's Darth Maul's child. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's my other... <laughs> other go-to with that i'd have i think for me i'm gonna have to see it it sounds cool but i want to see it before i make any conclusions about it yeah so either there's some kind of dark side temptation element in the next movie i I don't see that as likely as the whole thing just being a big red herring i don't know maybe there's some other maybe her lightsaber breaks and there's some other dark side force users weapon that she picks up. I see that as being more likely. I guarantee it's going to be some kind of undercover thing. Cause mm. it, what it sounds like is that this movie is going to be like, they spent six months or whatever planning this stuff. And so we're going to finally see these plans come into play and what's going to happen. Mm. And I, I expect something like that. I mean, at the beginning in the of the trailer we saw i mean they're flying an enemy vehicle towards her but we can assume that's not actually an enemy coming towards her that's a training thing so they've taken this technology and all this kind of stuff from them slowly over time to build up this whatever they need to get in and get this done so you think she's pulling like a luke in the the dark empire comics where she's like i know how to take the emperor down i'll turn to the dark side or make him think i turn to the dark side yeah, and if this is even for the Emperor. falling to the dark side for a while. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, if this is even about the Emperor at this point. A part of me wonders how big the Emperor is really going to be in this. I hope big, but at the same time, like, we all thought Captain Phasma was going to be huge. Nah, and I never and thought it, so. I always was like, yeah, she's just a cool-looking stormtrooper. I mean, yeah, they pushed, I'll say they pushed her a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to push Palpatine a lot. And I expect him to play a big part, but maybe not like... Just like Sith Troopers. You know, there's a, a lot of to-do oh, about yeah. these red Sith Troopers right now. I doubt a name drop. I, 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 I would give it like 90-10 that uh, 90% I say they don't get a name drop even. They're just like there. They're just there, yeah. I mean, it's just like in episode 8, we had BB-9E or whatever, who's in it for like 30 seconds or something. But oh, yeah. and, we brought him out on stage and pushed him. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's the evil BB-8. Yeah, and then, okay. Yeah, but- and then in this one, we have another one. What is it? Uh, Dio. Yeah, yeah, Dio. Yeah, they just ran out of ideas. What's his full name, like- Tim Q? Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep planting that seed with my finger. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, But episode eight, we had the executioner troopers. We see them for, you know, they play, they're there for like, you know, Uh, I forgot about those. Honestly, Um, there was a a bunch of to do about them. Um, I do think the emperor is going to play a big part in this movie though. I think that I, I I think he'll play a big part. He just won't necessarily have a lot of screen time. I think his presence is going to be felt more than seen. Yeah. I think it will be alluded to. I think the spirit of the emperor is going to be looming over them for like the first half of the movie, maybe three quarters even. And at the end, I think you are going to get the emperor making himself known again. Here's the two. I was talking with uh, Brian earlier. Here are my two theories for Ray with a double bladed lightsaber, dark side robes. Now from all accounts from people that have actually seen it, they said she looks like she's dark 
here. Okay, she looks evil. Um, Isn't she white though? No, just kidding. That was that was that was my uh, <laughs> decided to take it. <laughs> what? Uh, just want to make it awkward there. What? Well, I mean, <laughs> Star Wars, all the bad guys are white. They're just like white British guys. And she That's is true. already British. That's true. She is white. She is we white. We've seen the writing on the wall this whole time. She's British. Yeah. She's a bad guy. Um, no, uh, my, two, my two theories on this are, one, uh, I've been saying for a while, I think Ray is the result of some sort of cloning. I think Ray is a Skywalker. I think she's a result of the emperor trying to uh, capitalize. On... So there's an evil ray that comes and attacks the good ray. Yes. I so either. Oh, yeah. I think that. Me. I, oh, I think there's going to be, and I think that when she went to the dark side cave and she saw that mirror and she saw all those other, uh, you know, when she wanted to see where she came from, show me my parents, and all she saw were a bunch of other hers. Oh I, shit! I and I think that Palpatine might show back up, and he might be like, "Oh, there's my other clone. I've been looking for. Like you, uh, you got away, or you, you know, but or he might just activate some more rays, like go back to Jakku <laughs> or one of his other way stations. We know he's got around the galaxy, and like, oh, boom, there's here's another ray. And Dude, I just I just ejaculated everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an awesome movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. I hope it happens. A part of me wonders if you just ruined it for me in the sense that that won't happen. And I'm going to be like, I mean, that's still good, but this other idea was awesome. Right? <laughs> oh, damn. That was good. So so that's, that's, my, that's my number one theory. Number two theory is... Um, Palpatine could be coming back and he needs some sort of a, like a host body. And maybe that's why Ray was created to be like the perfect host. Um, I still think he's also Voldemort, right? Well, I still think that I I think that there's going to be maybe some aspects like Voldemort, like aspects that are going to be drawn from it. But I mean, then again, all bad guys who retain life after death somehow, all have you know Voldemort wasn't a hundred percent original it's it drew from other mythology and other other things before it and so does star star wars very well is very well known for doing that um so I think that uh either she is like a dark side clone or Palpatine is like uh taking control of her body at this point or maybe it's a clone he's taking control of her body either way I don't think it's actually Ray. I don't think we're going to see the Ray we know and love willingly without like some sort of possession. Right. Well, um, that's why I thought maybe she's doing it intentionally. Right. I just don't, I mean, it's one thing to dress up like a stormtrooper and run right. around, but it's another thing to try and, uh, try and fool these people, especially like people like Snoke or Palpatine or somebody that can like read your mind know your intentions yeah damn that's an awesome theory yeah that's a great theory i love that tim q thoughts yeah yeah it's it's a good theory (laughs) i don't know i don't know here's my other theory that i have for this movie every time that finn fights somebody 
he will just refer to them as Chrome Dome. <laughs> that's, that's all he knows. And, and to himself as everyone. Rebel Scum. Yes, exactly. You're that, Scum. Rebel Scum. That'll be it. Rebel, he's Rebel Scum and they're all Chrome they're Domes. They're all Chrome Domes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys think we've seen the last of Phasma? God, I hope so. Why? Uh, for me, like, first off, I love the alternate version of that on episode eight more than I love the version that's in the movie. Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like the deleted scene version much more. Yeah. And I think, so there, there's a theory going around that uh, they're bringing in red stormtroopers because they need to be able to differentiate because there's going to be a stormtrooper revolution led by Finn. Oh, that could be good, too. Like, Finn is going to get through to some people and be like, look, I was a stormtrooper like you. Look at what they did to us. Look at what they took us from. Look at what they're doing now. Here's what I almost think, too. I think by the end of this, I think Kylo is supreme leader. I think that Palpatine's going to come back. He's going to bring the Sith troopers with him. He's going to fracture the First Order. Of course, Hux is going to go against Kylo. Um, but I think at the end... Right now, the First Order has control of the galaxy. Here's how I see a happily ever ending, a happily ever after ending, okay? Um, Kylo is still first, like, he is still, uh, like, the leader of the First Order. After, after they defeat all the bad guys, whoever they may be, however they may do it, he turns, like, the First Order over to, like, his mother, over to Leia or someone, Okay. Mm-hmm. almost like gladiator style right like think a gladiator he was supposed to take control like maximus was supposed to take control of the empire and turn it back over to make it a republic again right eh. you, i don't know what do you think what do you think uh what do you think chad how do you see this ending happily ever after like i i've never thought about it for me what i want what I really want for the ending is a shot with R2-D2 and C-3PO and maybe BBA and Icky or whatever his new name is. Um, Ronnie James Dio. Dio. Yeah. Yeah. Dio. Ronnie, Ronnie James Dio. Um, <laughs> that's what I, the only thing I'm hoping for at the end is that because that was what Lucas had said back when he was planning nine or 10 films. It varies depending on what you read. 12. Yeah, yeah, 12 potentially. Um, he wanted that to be his last shot, and they were supposed to be the – was of them. The really? characters, Yes, because they're the only consistent characters through the whole thing. Yeah. And that was what he had said um, his last shot was going to be. And I hope that is. I don't think it will be, but that would be great because really in a lot of ways, like if you watch these one through nine, yeah, that you'd almost want that to be your last shot for the – next generation growing up watching all these not for me necessarily there's only one problem with your theory there c-3po is dying in this movie gosh yeah i i thought so um i was gonna say r2d2 i could see dying because i think that would be somewhat more emotional for people but in seven and eight basically r2's already dead so we'd have to do (laughs) a lot to bring him i mean to make people care about him again I hope C-3PO doesn't die. But I, th- I think they're, like they said, he's, they're giving him a bunch more to do. They're going to remind you he is the prodigal Skywalker. 
and he is going to like do something extraordinary out of character like he's going to come out of it he's going to do something big and then he's going to die and may for i mean because anthony daniels is very protective of that character and he's not going to be able to do it forever yeah that's this is true but i mean let's face it he dies they're still going to have c3po and things and they're still going to use it for other things yeah i mean yeah but they're probably not going to bring up like if they make another episode he's not going to be a, like a main character again or whatever like they might put him in video games or if they do some I don't know. Hopefully my last shot can be of R2-D2 and BBA and all those other guys and C-3PO, but just his corpse. So the- <laughs> just like on, he's on Chewbacca's back again or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how are him. you going to kill him though? Incineration. I don't know. Just I mean, he's been killed like 12 times. I mean, like obliterate, like, like, uh, like he got dusted, like the snap kind of, like he gets hit by the fourth Death Star directly. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's I, I, So that's mind-melting to you, Chad? The last shot of the of the episode nine is supposed to be mind-melting. So all the droids lined up, Ronnie James Dio. No, and, I, it, I, don't think it, I don't think it will be. I, I want that. I think the last shot itself should be that. The last scene can be mind-melting, but we need to have some closure after that. You know, we're go- we have to have an aftermath, an epilogue. Um, we have to find out where they all went in 20 years. Oh, you think they're going to end it? You think they're going to, they're going to, uh, return of the King it? Yeah, they're going to return. Well, that's return of the King. Specifically, um, I was thinking Harry Potter there with that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually Star Wars Rebels does that. It fast forwards like, uh, eight years into the future and tells you where everybody ended up. Interesting. I don't like that. I hate it when people do that. (laughs) Um, so I hope we don't do that here. I just hope. It it ends on a good note, and it actually ends like we don't leave giant loopholes. So you don't think it's going to end with some sort of like, ooh, there could be an episode ten? No, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, anybody uh, have any last uh, parting shouts or thoughts on the Mandalorian or Kenobi or episode nine? No, not really. No, Josh. Nope, nope, not me. No, not really. No. Okay. So we're moving on to our next segment, which we like to call "Used Asking." And so, a friend of the podcast, Used, uh, yeah, Used Dirks, uh, Used. I know I'm pronouncing your last name terribly. I'll try and get better at it. But uh, awesome guy. He uh, made some comments and stuff at some of the polls that we put up, and we just saw his name kept popping up and it's uh it's a name that catches your eye so i decided to reach out to him turns out to be a really awesome guy and he's agreed to uh, supply us with some more questions so this is his next question here we go guys hi josh this is joost from the netherlands again with a star wars question this time it's about land speeders um if i would have a if i would live on tatooine and if i would own a, a land speeder and if i would park it on a hill um, would it stay horizontal or would it tilt? Would uh, it glide down the hill? I'm not sure. Does it have a, a parking position or something? Uh, just let me know. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, Chad, we'll let you uh, take this one first. <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't, I don't really know. That's a, that's a great, that's a very valid question. I expect it would roll down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> How would it roll though without wheels? Oh God. Um, <laughs> we glide, I, glide down the. I, I imagine, I imagine it would just glide down. Yeah. Because how do you put an emergency brake on that thing? Yeah, what's the mechanism that allows it to to float over the land anyway? Yeah, and even when it's turned off, seemingly they are still floating there, right? They don't just right. like they must just be idling. So is it just like air that gets blown downward um, that that keeps it floating? But that would only work on level terrain. I, I feel. Well, it doesn't look like there's a disruption of air constantly, right? Because it would just be blowing, especially on Tatooine, to be evident that it's like blowing sand out from underneath it. It just like, it doesn't look disturbed uh, underneath it. Oh, I'm trying to think. I haven't seen land speeders flying in a while. Man, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to think. It, yeah, it all just depends on what the mechanism is that allows it to, to hover. But well, what else could it be if not? just air that's being blown down well it's some i mean obviously it's some sort of a field of some sort right it's some sort of a a force field or some sort of a i don't know it'd like it'd go down the hill that's yeah. that's, that's my ultimate answer here it would do i think that. so yeah yeah there's hmm. nothing to show us that it wouldn't yet hmm well, okay, so let's let's think about this. So it's it's a vehicle, right? Yes. If you're going to design a vehicle, don't you think this is something that the designers would have thought of? <laughs> well, hold up. <laughs> this is this is for all we know not like a super high value vehicle though. This is in as far as like space stuff, this is like I think equivalent to like a Fisher Price. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in the, uh, the BBC radio drama of Star Wars, they try to sell the land speeder to, for money so that they can have the money to pay off the Millennium Falcon ride, Obi and Luke do. And Obi-Wan literally has to like, convince this guy that it's worth, like what was it, 5,000 credits or whatever, because he's like, oh, that's a hunk of junk. Those, those things aren't worth anything. Now, to be fair, that's old canon, so I don't know if maybe now they, they were luxury... <clears throat> All right, let's see here. XP-38 was a land speeder that was popular on the planet Tatooine. The proliferation of this model decreased the sale of the value of older models of land speeders. The vehicle shares many similarities in design with the X-34 land speeder, but it has closed cockpit and bulkier turbine engines. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it now, uh, Luke's land speeder, and it looks like there are like two or three sort of jet engine looking things on the back. Yep. So if those can be it's put in some kind of, if those things could be put in some kind of reverse mode, then I could see the land speeder holding itself in position on the side of a hill. I, I didn't remember those were on there. Okay, built with powerful repulsor lift engine, augmented with three air-cooled thrust turbines, uh, hovered up to a meter off the ground during operation. Ooh, well that's nice. So during operation. The vehicles were capable of crossing rough terrain and were well-suited for harsh desert climates, blah, 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 blah. Just the fact that it says during operation. So does it yeah, settle? It, 
I remember them floating, but I'm maybe that's just idling. They don't actually turn it off. They just kind of the engines are still on, but it's not moving forward. Yeah, I don't think we ever see them like start Wait. it. We see one. We see a different land speeder parked in the garage of the Lars homestead when Luke walks in and he does that buzzer thing and C-3PO pops up. Yeah. And he's like, where's R2-D2? And he's like, oh, sir, I couldn't stop him. He kept talking about his mission. You know, he went off. And then they go outside and they look with the, the binoculars. But there's another land speeder and I, I believe it's sitting on the ground. So Tim Q, I think you might be onto something, and with with the with the wording here that says that during operation it hovers up to a meter off the ground, during operation, um, and then it looks like maybe when it's parked or you turn it when you turn it off, it's going to it goes back to the ground. But if you park it on a hill, yeah, what would cause it? What would prevent it from just sliding down? The bottom looks pretty smooth. <laughs> mm. Right, so if it just settles on the ground, you're gonna want something to. I mean, in the back is heavier anyway. We can assume, so yeah, it's just it going like to it. naturally start going backward. Hmm. Maybe you just if you park it, you make sure you put a rock behind it or something. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> what they had to do <laughs> on hills when they parked these things. Oh, yeah. So, uh, used I think. Uh, I think yes. I think that it uh, rolls down the hill. That's a great question, though. It slides down the hill. That uh, are you? Uh, are you, did you listen to our last episode? Uh, oh no! Use last question. Uh, let's. I'll, let me run this by you right here, Chad. Okay. All right. Let's Tell me what you make of this. Hi, Josh. This is Joost from the Netherlands again with the next Star Wars question. This question is about Wampus. Um, at the beginning of The Empire Strikes Back, we see uh, Luke being attacked by a wampa, and he's brought to a cave, and then there he wakes up with his feet just frozen in the ceiling. And I wonder, how did the wampa actually attach him to the ceiling? I mean, did he just be on the ceiling before or something? How, how did he just <laughs> make sure that Luke's feet were just in the ice? I, I'm not sure. I can't figure it out. Just give me your thoughts. Thanks. Right. Chad, what are your thoughts? <laughs> so I'm looking up if wampas have like the ability to blow ice. <laughs> and I don't like a... think they do. <laughs> That's a new one. We didn't even touch on that. Like they could be just like ice dragons, like ice blowers. For some wamp wampas have used no, so wampas have hot breath and they've used hot breath to melt to melt the ice. Oh, 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 right here. Yeah, right here. The answer's already done. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, Where are you getting this information from? Uh, me re reliable sources. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a, Unnamed reliable sources. Yes. Okay, so um, after disabling their prey, Wampus hauled their still-breathing victims back to their cave dwellings and, through different methods, secured them in the ice for later. So, well, we know that. For some, Wampus used their hot breath to melt the ice around the victim's leg and then coated parts of the body in saliva, placing them against the ice ceiling of their caves so they would freeze in place. Hey, saliva was my guess. Yeah, the saliva also served as an anesthetic in the victims, which helped to keep prey comatose until the Wampus was ready to eat. Alternatively, for larger creatures such as the Tauntaun, Wampas frequently impaled them through the ankles on overhanging icicles or stalactites.
I used to keep that in mobile. <laughs> yeah. So I have no idea where this person got this information. Are, are you looking at Quen's encyclopedia? I am looking at Reddit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone, but hold up. It's also off uh, Wikipedia. It is on Wikipedia. It is on Wikipedia. It is. Okay, let's look this up on Wikipedia here. And, and Wikipedia has, oh my God, I didn't even know. Shit, there's like three books worth of shit here about these guys. Oh, yeah. That's what I was alluding to earlier, Chad. Just any character, no matter how small, is completely fleshed out in universe. Yeah. And again, that's not a bad thing. I, I do respect that in some areas, but <laughs> me, I just, I don't know if I care enough to read all of this, but this is a great question though. And yeah, oh, I man. love how basically we just spend all this time trying to make up for the lack of logic and mistakes as if it was in entirely planned out the whole time like well they've always acted like that one of us <laughs> i mean come on like that's how they are but yeah you gotta fill in all the like this is actually you know you gotta take this stuff seriously here Jack. right yeah uh, no absolutely every hole has to be filled every rock has to be searched under yep that, that's yeah absolutely so hot so you're saying that it says that they use their uh their hot breath and saliva to melt snow and then attach them to the ceiling. Correct. Unless um, they're large and then they just impale them. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to look for where exactly it says that on here. Well, there um, goes uh, there goes our jizzing um, theory. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, do, I, should, I need to listen to that episode. Then. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and it's under us. <laughs> Behavior and intelligence. He, he said it might be urine, right? Was that his his thought? Yost? Yeah, yeah. He's like, "What do you like? Do they just pee on the ceiling?" <laughs> I mean, God, what a fancy penis if they can, or else they can just climb up there. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Here it is, right here. But it's under the it's under the legends tab on Wikipedia. But oh, okay, so this is no longer canon. This is no longer 100% canon, but they said basically anything that's in Legends that isn't, um, as long as Reversed. it doesn't, uh, isn't, you know, contradictory to whatever's in the new movies or whatever. So, right. yeah, yeah, this what it says. Uh, Wampas rarely kill their prey outright and never hunted when they were hungry because they preferred fresh meat. There you go, Tim Q. Uh, Wampas instead always tried to stun their prey, keeping their victims unconscious but alive until ready to feed, which is exactly what we theorized. After disabling their prey, Wampas hauled the still-breathing victims back to their cave dwellings and though different, through different methods secured them to the ice for later consumption. Some Wampas used their hot breath to melt the ice around the victim's legs and, their coated, and coated parts of their body in saliva, placing them against the ice ceiling with, of their caves so they would would freeze in place. The saliva also served as an insect victims, which helped get the prey comatose until the wampa was ready to eat. Oh, man. At times, several fresh victims were stored in this manner. There we go. So All we right. actually got to answer that question then. Yeah, there you go. Okay. We, we talked about it for probably 15, 20 minutes last episode, too. <laughs> and we were, we were pretty much on point. Like, yeah. well, that's good. That's yeah, great. That's, uh... that's pretty much what we came up with. 
Yeah. I guess that's about what it has to be. Yeah. Oh, I love these. I love these questions though. These are good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to be surprised. Uh, Roach offered to play them for me a couple of days ago so I could think about them, but I'm like, no, 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 no. These are things I never thought about. I just, right. I want to, yeah. I want, I want you to hear my knee jerk. Like, wow, that's a great question. I have no idea. Sort of thing. All right, you said you have one more, right? Yeah, I've got one more question from him. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> I was going to wait till next week, but it's just too much fun. I'll have to tell him, like, yeah, we used up all your questions already. We need some more, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Josh. This is Joost again from the Netherlands with another Star Wars question. This question is about Kylo. Um, at the beginning of The Force Awakens, we see Kylo uh, holding a... Um, uh, a blaster bolt or the flare of J.J. Abrams. Um, how long can that uh, flare actually exist there? I mean, it's emitting light, so it's probably burning up or something. What do you think? Let me know. Cheers. Hmm. So he's talking about when he stops the blaster, the blaster bolt. bolt right in the beginning. Okay. Yep. All and right. it just hovers there for a time, and then eventually is released or whatever, and it continues on its path and hit, hits yeah. a wall or something and fizzles out, right? Yeah. So, Didn't we almost talk about something like this a couple eps- a couple weeks ago with uh, blaster bolts and like, um, oh, it was, had something to do with the Death Star. Like how far away was the Death Star from Alderaan and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't we talk about this? So like the... Uh, how how far laser bolts can go and like what their lifespan is, how powerful they are. And I mean, what what are your thoughts on this, Tim Q? Yeah. So for an ordinary blaster pistol, what is the bolt supposed to be made of? Is it just energy packed into light in the form of a laser beam and that just gets released? Is that what it is? I believe. I don't know if it's actually like any kind of, because I think lightsabers are supposed to be some sort of plasma almost. Um, but blaster, let me see here. Let me just look up a blaster that I know. DL44 heavy blaster pistol. The DL44 heavy blaster pistol, which is what Han Solo uses, was a type of heavy blaster pistol produced by Blast Tech Industries that was used during the uh, Galactic Republic age, through the age of the Empire. Da-da-da-da. Well, no, it can't. Uh, it can't. It can't be light because then we would be able to watch the the bolts travel because they move like kind of slow yeah, right you can watch them slower. propagate right right yeah so it's not traveling at the speed of light so it must be like a plasma yeah yeah i'm trying to think of i'm trying i'm looking for answers on here if there is one I'm trying to oh see. no chad you got to come up with your own answer no cheating all right well i mean okay so my answer for this is i I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, it it to me really depends on what an actual blaster bolt is, and, and it can't just be a laser beam because we can watch them propagate, so we know they're not going at the speed of light. So it has to be some kind of hot... how far how far can they even travel? Like in general, if I just shot one into an infinite zone, assumedly Forever. with the same logic, it couldn't go on for an infinite amount of time. Out, right? You right. Were, you were saying that it would eventually lose its. Hmm. Yeah. Like it's so it has to be like uh I'm trying to remember. I seem to remember that like a lightsaber is supposed to be 
uh, energy that's encapsulated by like some sort of plasma field. Maybe blaster bolts are the same, but they don't have, they're not connected to the emitter and not continuously like making that plasma field. So maybe the plasma, it's just energy, but, and it's like encased in pla- like a plasma field. But yeah. So plasma, plasma would dissipate. In that plasma, end. I think is, um, a state of matter like solid liquid gas plasma it's just like some kind of superheated like gas or something that's that's what the sun's made out of it's a bunch of plasma um so yeah i guess it's a possibility as it, as it hovers there like yeah it's losing energy so eventually if kylo chose to just keep the bolt hovering there i guess it would fizz out at some point right it would have to cool down and i don't know I what it would, it would be turn a long into time though I feel it'd yeah, be it could be a long time. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea how fast that would fizz out. Maybe it's just like the, the point of like impact is what, you know, when it impacts something is what causes that, that change from like being that state of being that is plasma to something else. So as long as it's just hovering there in the air untouched, like I let's say like uh like I always thought uh it would be cool. Actually I think they do this in the Jedi Fallen Order game where you can like the stormtrooper is like shooting uh in the new game that's coming out in November, a stormtrooper is like shooting a bolt at you, you can freeze it like like uh Kylo does, and then you can like put somebody in front of it and let it let go. Or you can like think about this. Somebody into it. If if you move somebody into it, if those stormtroopers just grab Poe and then just like slid them into it, do you think <laughs> it would just cease to exist? Like, would it? It would. Break it, would that? it would cause them harm. So it would think hurt about think about in uh, in the trash compactor when it's what was it when it was magnetized the the blaster bolt bounced off the walls but only a finite number of times right it bounced five or six times and then eventually stopped so, right what did it stop on i want to say it hit like i i always thought that it just like hit some trash maybe i'd, I'd have to revisit that scene i don't know if it hit trash or if it just fizzed out we'd, we'd have to take a closer look so you're saying your your theory is that it just like bounced around a few times until finally it just lost its I'm saying that's a possibility. I don't remember off the top of my head because I, I'm now see, but I guarantee that he holds that longer than that thing bounced around. Oh yeah, yeah. It was there for a couple of minutes hovering right. there, but it's still my theory that had he chose to hold it there, it would have fizzed out without having to hit something. But it would have taken like how long are you saying it would take? I have no idea. <laughs> like my question is like, okay, it's hovering there and they put, and they just like, I know it would hurt Poe, but like what happens if they like slide Poe into it? Is it like a lightsaber where it's just like, like it's going to like cut through him? Or I feel like it, it would still hurt. Does it dis- I, I know it's going to hurt, but does it like dissipate it at that point? So if you, if you karate chop it and it cuts your fingers off, what happens to the blaster bolt? Does right. it turn into two bolts that are like covering there? Right. Does it turn into you two? Know. If, he's keeping, if he's holding the energy there, does it turn into two or does it just dissipate that energy? Oh, I feel it would dissipate. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like if you threw something, yeah. like even if you threw like a rock or something at it and hit it, I think it would just like... It would, I don't know. What do you think? You, you, you've got a confused look, Tim. Yeah. Uh, well, I am confused. I'm just 
trying to trying to picture this. So so you're saying if any part of the bolt makes contact with any sort of non-magnetized something like a person or a rock, if any part of that rock hits any part of the bolt, the bolt dissipates and the energy is absorbed by right. It's, the ambient the ambient gas and the rock and whatever. Just the right. whole thing. Right. Okay. All right, maybe. Hmm. That's that's my Cause, thought. Because the the bolt the bolt has some length to it. So if you hit one side with the rock, what happens to the the far end of the bolt? Does the whole thing get sucked into the rock, or does the whole thing just go poof because it's unstable now that the rock impacted it? I think it goes poof. Yeah, I think it just goes poof. Okay, maybe maybe. So what what keeps a bolt stable until it impacts something? What holds it together as it's propagating through the air? I've always heard that like the lightsaber was held together by a plasma field. So I don't know what the, if there's any validity to anything such as a plasma field. I don't know. This is too deep for me, y'all. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, it's it's good. Yeah, I think eventually it has to fizz out because, like, it's it's glowing, so you know it's losing energy. It can't I imagine just... it like a sparkler, you know. Yeah. Like, eventually, it's it's gonna go down. It slowly over time. Let's see, lightsaber. Does yeah? Does the the web say anything? Okay, now we can cheat that we've talked about it. I know about nothing. Lightsabers were able to cut through most materials. A glowing plasma blade could be used as a conventional light source when necessary. Okay. Lightsabers consist of a plasma blade powered by kyber crystals. Hmm. Yeah, it says a blaster in in canon on. Uh, StarWars.Fandom um, is a type of range weapon that fires bolts of intense plasma energy. Okay. So it is plasma. So it's, it's the not same thing a as a lightsaber, essentially. Right. Yeah. So it is, it is plasma that's propagating. And lightsaber blades are also plasma. That's what it says. Yep. So then... Hmm. Maybe so that's plasma, part- yeah, plasma is a state of matter then, so so it would cool, and then whatever matter it is that's making up that bolt would, would gradually dissipate. It, it, it would be like having an ice cube floating in the air. Eventually, it's going to melt, and it's not just going to stay frozen. Right. It's just kind of the opposite of that. It's like cooling down and becoming um, air, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. All right, guys. Well, yeah, yeah. Great question. I, thank all you, things uh, I never thought about. Good questions. Yeah, I want. I want more of these questions. These are good. <laughs> yeah, Yost is Yost. He's a pretty. He's a pretty sweet guy. Um, hit us up with like you know, give us like 15, 20 more questions of the scaloper. No big ask, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. So, uh, Chad, is there anywhere that uh, good people can find you or follow you online? Uh, yeah, I have an Instagram. I don't know how to find me. But if you go to thealamostudio.com, you can find all the 
videos I work on and all that kind of stuff and uh, follow me through that. All right. And uh, Tim Q, what about yourself? Uh, Facebook and Twitter, Joshua Tim Q. Yep. Well, we've said it once, said it a hundred times that uh, that's a great Twitter follow. So if you're not already following. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, it's excellent. <laughs> and you, should, you should do that and be like, uh, like Yost and, uh, you know, send us some, uh, some voicemails, some questions. You can uh, reach us at talkingsithpod at gmail.com. You can find us across the web, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, talk, Talking Sith Pod. And, uh, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. And, you know, hey, if you got a, if you got a question burning like a plasma, plasma beam in the middle of a battlefield, then, uh, you know, just send it over to us. And, uh, you know, we'll bounce it around like a magnetized field. Yeah, so how does how does Vader just absorb it into his palm? One. And two, how do they set him to stun? This is a good time to go. <laughs> all all follow up questions. All, all good yeah. questions. All we fade out at this point. Yeah, just all well this <laughs> Well guys, today is now August twenty fifth, and there are now a hundred and sixteen days left until Star Wars the Rise of Skywalker. May the force be with you.